Hey, it's Lacey J. And I'm Ben. This This is is Mowage. Hello. Hi. Our last episode, so I guess we both thought, thought like we could just ruin the intro music for fun. Is yeah. that what happened? Yeah. It's episode 20, and it's our last one of Mowage. Ben, how do you feel about that? You're, you're ready to be done with it, right? I mean, yeah, I, I am <laughs> definitely ready to be done with it, like, you know, operationally. Yeah. At the same time, it's, you know, it's been fun to do, and so it's yeah. kind of kind of sad to, yeah, to see it in the rear way. view. Yeah. yeah, I feel the same way. I'm I'm like, I'm so happy that we did it, though, because it's going to be really fun when we're old and our 80s and we can kind of listen. To oh, is, is that the, is that the, what old is now? Is it our 80s? Well, no, I feel pretty fucking old in my 40s, but I just mean like w- later in our relationship, you know how memories fade and things like it's, I don't know. It's just fun to have this sort of Snapchat, Snapchat. Wow snapshot of uh, of our life that we can go back and listen to later i don't know anyways assuming we st- we still have like you know our sense of hearing we're not totally fucking deaf okay fine <laughs> anyways um yeah i've already had two people complain that we were ending this podcast um one of them is a poly person non-monogamous person and they were like talking about coming on to it. Oh, my God. So um, I wouldn't say that we're going to disappear forever. Obviously, we have other content that we're doing, but we might pop in every now and then with, like, a fun, quick update for Mowage. So, you know, don't unsubscribe. (laughs) There could be things that uh, pop up in your listen list every once in a while. Yeah, and, I mean, if somebody sends us a bunch of of money, we can make another episode, too. (laughs) You know? (laughs) We don't need the money. If you, want, I didn't say we did. If you, you guys know if you've listened this far, you know that we kind of gave up on our Patreon because it just, it just didn't feel like us. Um, we do have if you, if you enjoyed this entire series and you want to say thank you, you can go to buymeacoffee.com/slash/spacebearmedia and buy us the coffee right now. I'm drinking uh, hot chocolate spiked with Kahlua. What are you having, Ben? Just bourbon on the rocks. Mm. Those are two very, very different drinks. Um, <laughs> they have so, they have one thing in common. Alcohol? Yeah. 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 So we're going to talk today, we're going to do a little reflecting on the podcast a bit. Um, I'm going to give you even real-time update from our last episode, Non-Monogamy Take 3. We've had a couple other <laughs> experiences, and, and we're just going to share them with you, because why the fuck not? Um and then, as we promised, questioners from questioners from our listeners is what I just tried to say. Questions from our listeners. I think we've got, let me see, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. Wow, 11. I didn't realize we had 11 questions. So uh, we're going to answer those and then say goodbye, I guess. Okay. I, I, I guess so. <laughs> <laughs> Do you have a favorite episode that we did? Um, or at least favorite I, as well, if you want to talk about that. The letter. Is that both your favorite and your least favorite? <laughs> it's my it's my favorite episode because it was 
cathartic. I well, yeah, I mean, it, it was cathartic, but it was just, um, it's like a really kind of a, a dark, shitty part of life, mm-hmm. you know, and to kind of, kind of turn it around, to mm-hmm. kind of redirect it that way. Mm-hmm. Um, it felt, it felt really good. Yeah, that. I mean, that was why. I had that idea almost immediately when you had the letter and I was just like, fuck, yeah. and we're podcasting. Let's just, let's just see what happens when we, <laughs> when yeah. you read it to me and live. I, and I hated the idea at first. I know you did. I was just I like, know. no, this isn't anyone else's fucking business. But then, um, then, I like the episode too. then I softened on it. I was like, okay, yeah, let's make it other people's business. I mean, there's a, a, there's a certain amount of, you know, fuck you within that as well. Um, that I also find intensely gratifying. Uh, <laughs> so. um, yeah, I enjoyed the episode just because it's so fucking outlandish. Um, but I think my favorite, I was thinking all about it. And the funniest thing is, I think the favorite thing that we had done so far for me of like actually doing it and talking about it was the last time we did listener questions. I just, yeah. I just absolutely uh, loved the questions and loved answering them. So I'm looking forward to that uh, today. As well. Um, But you know what? A lot of the episodes I felt were kind of cathartic. You know, the stuff where we talked about our miscarriage and the infertility. It felt like it was nice to kind of put a a bow on that since that that uh, part of our life is is no longer. Um, Well, except for our best friends who were going through IVF with us at the same time. And now they have a little nugget and he is the best. So we do get to be aunt and uncle. Um, which is nice, but it felt, I felt, I felt pretty good talking about that kind of stuff. Um, I re-listened to some of the episodes recently because we were, you know, going to record this one (laughs) and some of the stuff I listened to that, like I talked about, it's just like, wow. I mean, I basically just made this podcast kind of like my therapist and put that stuff out there and I can see our downloads. I can see that people are, are listening to it. And I guess, my other favorite thing is not episode specific. It's just whatever parts of any of these episodes connected with someone else like that. Sure. Right. I'll never really know exactly what that is, but just in my head, that is, I think some of my favorite stuff. Yeah. Does that that make sense? Yeah. That makes perfect sense. All right. Let's see. Shall we move on to a question? Let's do, let's do a question and then uh, we'll talk about a date or, or two. And uh, maybe another question. So, (laughs) okay. So the first question I got is why don't, or we got, sorry. Why don't more people embrace non-monogamy? I know you have a lot to say about that situation. Don't you? Um, I mean, yeah, I've got my opinions. That's what I'm looking for. All right. (laughs) Why don't more people embrace non-monogamy? I'd say it's most likely a mixture of fear and shame. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Fear that relinquishing the, that illusion of control is in some way going to um, cause harm to yeah. you. Mm-hmm. Um, it's difficult. You know, there, there are, there, there are things that you, that you go through um, that aren't aren't normal for for somebody that has that hasn't done this before. So there are definitely some there's some unknown 
you know, kind of emotional territory. Um, And you know, what's unfortunate is because like we're raised and it's so drilled. Monogamy is so drilled into our heads that there's really no conversations around how not to do it. And you can feel really alone. Right. (laughs) When, uh, when, when going through this kind of thing, because it's just not something that you see in popular culture. Um, which is why, you know, we started our, our little group. I think we mentioned that in the last episode, and I have good news about that. We now have 21 people on our email list. Our next meeting is this Saturday. And I don't think everybody's going to come. Few people have jobs where they've got a, they're hiding from Omicron at this point. Um, but yeah, we should have more than double the people um, than our first meeting. And that is the kind of community that, you know, that we're building so that we can have people to talk about yeah. the kind of emotional issues yeah. uh, that goes along with this life. Yep. Um, yeah, and I a, guess, go ahead. And I think, uh, you know, some of it also comes down to the fact that we're raised a certain way, you know, in whether or not you were raised in an overtly religious household has a tendency in this country to be that sort of um, Nero neo puritanical thread that sort of runs through our, you know, sort of popular patriarchy as well yeah it's all it's all woven in there together yeah yeah so we've got these very uh tried and true ideas of what constitutes morality right ethics and then the whole sort of sex thing gets thrown in there where it doesn't really belong mm-hmm. um and you know what it really comes down to is this and, and like you said on the patriarchy you know the idea of a a woman being sexually liberated and doing this is often met with, you know, disgust, which is really, again, just fear because people don't like it because they don't, they, they can't control it the way that they thought they could. And that scares them. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know if I have entirely too much uh, more to add to that answer. Uh, I know you're pretty convinced that nobody is monogamous. I don't quite agree with that. But I do think that there are a lot more people that are probably non-monogamous but don't know how to go about doing so because there is no sort of support system or framework that even tells you it's it's okay. There's a possibility. I wouldn't say there isn't a framework. I think there's there's definitely more one now than there used to be. Yeah, for sure. I think it's something that is being built. The community is being built and gaining more respect and becoming more normalized yeah. like right now, which is part of what this podcast was for. Yeah. I mean, it's it's part of that movement where it's like, hey, guys, we're just normal people, right? We yep. just, you know, have sex with more than one person. It's, it's not that big of a deal. Um, okay, so <laughs> this next question, this is this is a real question. <clears throat> Who makes the sandwiches? <laughs> I do. <laughs> um, yeah, you mostly make sandwiches. If, yeah. if we're having sandwiches, you're probably making them. I'm probably making them, yeah. <laughs> so I don't know if, if there's some sort of other, you know, meaning to sandwich. I don't but, know either. Uh, if we're talking about it purely from like a, you know, a, a dietary standpoint, who <laughs> makes the sandwiches? That would be me, by and large. Yeah. I wonder if there is, is it like, do they mean like post post coital, right? Like is somebody running into the kitchen to get fuel for the next round? <laughs> I suppose I hadn't thought about it that way, but I, I if that's the way that you fuel up, um, 
then I, I think that would probably fall to me still. Yeah, I'm 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 basically the uh, the maker of all non-coital sandwiches, so <laughs> my guess is that would extend to coital sandwiches as well. Yeah, yeah, you make the sandwiches and the spaghetti and the eggs. <laughs> so that was more than you asked, but it's Ben. Ben makes the sandwiches. I make the sandwiches. <laughs> um, all right. So we went <laughs> we went on. A terrible, terrible date. Yeah. It's one <laughs> one for the record books. <laughs> so, <laughs> it was so weird, okay? So, this was a woman that I met on an app, and she is dating singly and looking for, you know, whatever works, which is what we're always looking for, too. I chatted with her for a while, and... Her pictures were really hot. <laughs> and um, yeah, so I asked if she wanted to like grab a drink or dinner or something. And um, she suggested, or I don't know how it came about. I said either with either me or both of us. And she asked for Ben to come. And we set up this date. And it was so weird. She was very insistent on picking where we went to eat. Like she picked one place, but I couldn't get a reservation there because it was like one of the fancier places in Seattle. And they were booked like the night that we were going to go. The only open table they had was at 11 p.m. on a Wednesday. So that tells you how busy this place is. It's like a tourist trap. But anyway, so I just grabbed any other reservation, something that was down the street from that same place, because it's near the location, grabbed it on open table, let her know. And then she was like, no, I'll pick a place, <laughs> pick somewhere else. I had then I had to reserve a table there. It was so weird. And so then on the way there, what did you what did you say? What did you say you had a feeling was going to happen? <laughs> Well, I mean, you had you had been musing about how like this whole like her choosing these restaurants and all these restaurants required us to like you know you had to basically pay in advance to to, get, to, to get a table. Yes, only if you didn't show up, they would charge you. Yeah, yeah. you know, money for that, and, which I think is a might be a COVID. Yeah, thing, which, which I fine, thought. But. Yeah, that sounds like a that sounds like you know, <laughs> like restaurants or whatever. They're 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 guarding what business they have, yeah. making sure that they're keeping people's you know butts and seats. Yeah. I should say, I should say that like while we were doing this restaurant hunt and she was picking where she wanted to go, like that I had told her, I was like, it's, it, you know, it's, it's our treat or whatever. And then that's when she went on the expensive restaurant. Yeah, yeah. So, um, you had mentioned that and you said that, that, that seemed, maybe that was kind of a flag for you. And I was like, oh, I don't know that, uh, that doesn't really make sense. When the somebody... weird insistence about like changing the restaurant. Yeah. That was yeah. my first red flag. I was like, something doesn't feel quite right about this, but I can't put my finger on it. And yeah. In my head, I was coming up with like, is this some kind of weird scam? I'm like, I'm putting in my credit card, but how could you? And I'm like, no, nothing, no. none of this makes sense. But it's just very peculiar, yeah. the the restaurants that had to be. Yeah. <laughs> it was like, there so, was a list. So a- after you said that, I, so I, you know, I was thinking about it. I was at work or whatever, and it just kind of popped in my head. I was like, you know, the most likely scenario here is that this person is just totally gaming us. And all they're doing is that they're going to show up. They're going to eat their meal. And then they're gone, right? There, we're basically you, you're using. You've got somebody out there who's saying, "Hey, I'm a unicorn," which is a you know very kind of in demand place to be. But using that to to you know to par- parlay <laughs> to that in, into into fucking four star meals. So the thing yeah. was, I didn't want to believe that. I thought that that was terrible. I, it was just sort of like, okay, okay, I can't. 
no, this is fine. It's going to be fine. I'm just, I'm freaking out. I, I freak out before any first date we ever have. Like, as we were driving there, I was deep breathing in the car because I'm having a panic attack because I'm just, it's what I do. So mm-hmm. I'm like, I'm, I'm over worrying and you're a pessimist. You're ridiculous. That's not what's going on. And so then we get to the restaurant and then she was late. And then she sent us a message that said that the Uber dropped her off at the wrong address. <laughs> so she was going to be late, which then I thought, oh, okay, this is not real. Like she, there, there is no person. They're just fucking with us for some reason. They think it's funny that we had to reserve a table with money and now they're not coming. I don't know. Right. I mean, that's what we were sitting there thinking. That's this what, is weird. Right. That, I'm like, why, what, why is there another you, red flag? That's what you were sitting well, I know, there because thinking. I make up whatever fantasy like my head. I can't wrap. Yeah. I can't deal with the unknown. So I just start to fantasize about what I think might be happening. I was pretty sure that I knew what was going on. <laughs> Anyways. <sighs> so she shows up late um, and walks in and I, I wouldn't have recognized her. She didn't look like her photos. No. I don't even, I, I'm suspect those photos were even her. I, I don't even, I can't, I can't. It's just was like, are you serious? And I, I just don't understand. I don't understand that. I don't understand why people do that. Like, I, like, let me know what you, I, I don't know. I don't, you know that you don't look like that, right? When you show, I don't understand. I don't understand that. Like I would, I, I always have recent pictures. I want people to know who they're communicating with and who they would meet if they were interested. I don't know. It's very strange to me. I'm rambling because I'm obviously still upset about this situation. <laughs> yeah. But yeah. that wasn't even, that was just one thing. Um, Cause she got there and then she sat down and then she picked up her phone and sat there looking at her phone in silence. Oh my God. And um, I just sort of sat there like, what is even happening? And then it turns out she she claimed she was looking for the drink menu, which was sitting on the table. But she didn't like say, oh, I don't see a drink menu. I'm going to pull up the QR code yeah. or whatever. No, she just like sat down and got on her phone without saying a word. Um, and that was basically dinner. We just sort yeah. of sat there and there was not a lot of talking. And I mean, you and I would maybe talk and she just sort of sat there. And yeah, then- she was fucking boring. <laughs> Like, there's just no two ways about it. And, or, and, or she just hated us. She just hate. I don't know. No, I, 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 no, I think, I, you, I don't really I think you nailed it the other day. You said it. Sh- she showed up. She saw the look on our faces. Well, probably. I mean, she was, was just ar- like, well, okay. She was no. already late. And then it was just sort of like, that's not you. I mean. That's not you. That's not who. Yeah, yeah that's just not false who. Advertising, I don't man. think that's who I was talking to. I mean, it was just really weird. Yeah. Um, but the icing on the cake was the absolute most hilarious fucking thing that could have possibly happened. I mean, it was just like a like series of unfortunate events. And the cherry on top that was so fucking funny is she literally. <laughs> Ordered the most expensive thing on the menu. Yeah, she yeah, picked up yeah. the menu and she said, well, I should probably get steak because my roommate is a pescatarian. <laughs> And then ordered the like forty seven dollars steak. Yeah. <laughs> and I don't think we'll ever see her again. I um, hope not. No, I don't. I don't know. It, it was so weird. I don't even think. I don't. We were there for about an hour and a half, and probably all told, there was maybe twenty minutes of conversation. Yeah. Right. Yeah. No, she was fucking boring. Um, and, you know, it's. Fu- I don't know. She's somewhere talking about how fucking awful we were. Well. So. <laughs> Yeah. It's all perspective. <laughs> yeah, except we didn't lie about who we were. Yeah, 
I know. And she did. I know. I know. I know. I get it. I know. And then she was, it was one of my favorite conversations with her about, you know, in, in the very oh, she called little you amount morose. of dialogue. Yeah, yeah. She called you morose. She just hated us. I think she, she just fucking hated she us. She didn't I call don't. me morose. What she said was we were talking about like expectations going into dates. Mm-hmm. Right. And I, I have a tendency to go in as very like, just, I have no expectations going into it. And if I'm pleasantly surprised, cool. Yeah, that yeah. ends up on a note. No, if I'm you're not different surprised, than me. I'm a bundle of nerves and excitement. Yeah, and, I, you know, ass- yeah. I assume I assume they're lying and it's going to go nowhere. <laughs> well, that right. is morose. Well, she's not really no, wrong. <laughs> that's not that's not morose. If they show up and they are who they say they are, then everything works out well. But yeah, if, but if they're lying, then they just confirm they just confirm my sort of suspicions. So in yeah, this case, no, she says, it. well, that outlook seems kind of morose to me. And in my head, I'm thinking, so you are going to lie to us about who you are. You're going to tout what a great, you know, sense of humor you've got and how intellectual you are and blah, blah, blah. She and it's like, you're a potato. Okay. You're a potato. You're boring as fuck. And you're going to tell me that you're going to tell me and you're going to tell me that my outlook is wrong. I know. But but the way that you just put it, that does sound pretty fucking morose. I, it was sort of amazing that she said that to you at the table. But yeah, I mean, I'm I'm torn. I'm on her side in the way that like I like to get excited about things that, you know, disappointment is part of it. But the excitement is part of it, too. So I don't I don't necessarily agree with your approach, but I wouldn't call it morose the way you just worded it certainly fucking sounded that way. Uh, I, I'd call I'd call I meet it where it is. All right, all right. So the point is, um just hilariously, comically, tragically bad date. Um and yeah, so that's what we've been up to. <laughs> we also went on a, a really great date with a couple who we met who are like nudists and told us that there was a nude resort like 15 minutes from our house that we did not know about. Yeah. So I think we're going to go to a nude resort this summer. There you go. We'll maybe we'll pop in over the summer after we hit up the nude resort and let you guys know what that was like. <laughs> a lot of dongs around there. <laughs> it was a lot of, a lot of naked. Yeah. Anyways, um, we we have a few other dates set up. Like I said, this weekend, um, we've got our new poly meetup, and there's going to be a bunch of awesome people there. And uh, we're we're busy building a community. I think may, we may take a, a group trip to the uh, nudist resort, because if you can't hang out nude with your friends for a week, are you living? I don't know. That's a good question. <laughs> Speaking of questions, Speaking excellent, of, excellent transition, babe. You're, you're really starting to nail this on our uh, last episode. Yeah, well. <laughs> Next question. Do you kiss and tell or only share general info? No details. Hmm. <laughs> uh, I think it's the latter. Yeah, it's mostly just general info. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think it's definitely the latter uh, because... So, I mean, it, it sort of... It, if I wanted to know, I'd watch. Yeah, yeah, that's the thing, right? If I wanted to know, I would watch. Uh, <laughs> so, that's what I was going to say. That's the thing. Like, the stuff that I want to know, I probably would be there for. And if I'm not there for something, like, if you're having some other experience, I want to know as much as, like, did you have fun? Was it good? Are you going to see them again? You know, it, yeah. that kind of stuff. 
But as far as like intimate details, I, I don't know that I care if I'm not a part of it. And plus, you also have to really take into consideration the other person who's yeah. involved and what their boundaries yeah, are. Exactly. So, it, you know, you'd, you'd have to know whether or not they were comfortable with kissing and telling, which I think for the most part, probably, I think it's probably more common to just minor details. Yeah. Partners. Don't you think? Yeah. Do you have anything else to say about that? No, not really. I mean, I mean I just, you don't really want to know details. Like when I'm away with the couple I'm seeing, that kind of thing. Like you don't care about that, right? Um, I mean, I guess it's not that I, it's not that I don't care. It's just that it's it's kind of easier for me not to know. Yeah, I, and I sort of feel the same way, right? Just just the general info um, is enough, like yeah. emotionally. Yeah, yeah, I agree with that too. Um, oh, here's an interesting question. Oh, that's not supposed to... I spelled that word wrong when I typed it. If you're non-monogamous, why be married? I would Mm. ask that with another question. Whether or not you're non-monogamous, why be married? (laughs) I don't see... That sounds hilarious, but I think what you mean is it's all the same reasons anybody else would get married. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. I mean, we share our finances and we own property together. And um, although we do know we have a we have friends who are a couple who are non-monogamous and own property together, but are not married. Yeah, that's true. So, yeah, I guess I don't know. It's just one more. It's just a legal commitment that you kind of decide that you're you're going to do, I guess. I don't know. I feel like. You know, the funny thing is about that is when we, when you proposed and then, and we got married, you know, this was years ago. We're coming up on our fourth wedding anniversary in mm-hmm. a couple months. Yep. Um, and I think when, when you proposed that your head was probably even in a different place about marriage and this relationship and, and where we were in the process of non-monogamy, like, I guess what I'm trying to say is I wonder if, we had stayed a couple, a non-married couple until now, if we would do it or if we would just stay like owning property and not being married. Do you think, do you think if we had been further in our, in our poly process that that might've been the case? Or do you think we just always would have gotten married? I think we'd have gotten married either way. Yeah. Okay. That's why I was thinking, I, I, I will simplify the question once again, why be married? Yeah. I don't, but I mean, some people probably do it because they think they have to, or because they think like that, that's what you do. And you're and monogamous your, and you have a family and. And there's your answer. Yeah. Okay. How about this one? How are red flags slash green flags different or the same as monogamy? Hmm. Red flags, green flags, different, same as monogamy. Okay. I feel like off the top of my head, what I would say is that it's all the same signs as you would deal with in monogamy, plus some that are no. specific to plus, you know, one, two people yeah. like situations. Does, yeah. that, does that ring true? I think so. I mean, I think there's just there's more occasion for flags, period, just because you have more variables, more people. Um, but I think like pretty much anything, if, if you like between you and me, if we're, you know, we're in a good place 
everything is out in the open, then I don't really see between us. I don't see, I don't see any difference in the number of flags. It all really comes down to like new people that you meet. Well, yeah, I think that's what they're, I think that's what they're asking. Like as you're, as we're dating, are there, are there, what are the red flags and green flags the same as you would be if you were monogamous? I don't think they mean between you and I. I think, I think there can can be slightly different, um, like, and this is something that we ran into recently is that if somebody is really kind of guarded or secretive, Mm -hmm. beware. You got a problem. Yeah. Um, Also, when, when you're dealing with couples, um, one of, you know, I don't, I can't, I don't know if I can think of like a specific red flag for this situation, but I can say one of the things you need to look out for is, um, whether or not one of them is more enthusiastic than the other. Oh yeah. That's a big red flag. Oh, yeah. um, or whether or situation. not, whether or not one is a voice is, is you're speaking to one person about two people and you've never talked to the other one. Yeah. That's always a red flag. Yeah. Um, yeah, I feel like well, that was kind of what happened when the date that where we got ghosted was that you were just talking to one person and we never knew about the other guy. I don't know. I, I think yes, there are some specific red flags, and a lot of it, you know, you're gonna want to look for people that um, if somebody presents as insecure, massive red flag because oh, yeah. you can't, you cannot function in this sort of situation yeah. if you're not confident in yourself. Well, and I'd say another another red flag, and well, not necessarily a red flag, but maybe a caution flag is we're new to this. Oh, yeah. Not right. always. No, you know? not always, but it can be simply because we know what they're about to go through yeah. and it's not easy. Yeah. Um, yeah. And so you could get caught up in that or you yeah. could miss out on relationships because what happens is people, when you're new, you don't really know where your boundaries are yet and sometimes you overstep them and you yeah. have to pull back. Well, you can end up being the person that gets pulled back from. Yeah. Right. It's like, it's like, it's like being a a driver's ed car. (laughs) Uh, I haven't run into that with my, the couple that I'm dating, they're new, but they've, they're really great. They, it's all been all green flags so far. Um, Green flags, I guess, if we want to talk about that, just, you know, people who, I don't know, it's the fucking opposite of everything we just yeah, said, yeah, I guess. I, mean, I, I almost listed it. And I'm like, no, 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 that's fine. It's yeah. just the opposite. If they're like, if they're like, <laughs> if they're like really, really engaging yeah. and really op- upfront and honest and like, yeah. you know, are they funny? Are they smart? Like those are all the green flags. Well, but, you know? but the upfront and the honesty, yeah, like yeah. the willingness to uh, be open about how they truly feel, because that's what all this is about. If you can't do that, you're just going to end up fucking miserable. Yeah. But again, that's the same in a monogamous relationship, really. I agree. All right. Oh, here's a big one. Has there been any contact with your dad? Possibly, but not me. What do you mean? Bob? <laughs> like somebody, like some, some human some, has had contact Somebody with or something or some entity has been in contact with my dad. <laughs> some demon from hell. Yeah. I'm, I'm, oh, I'm, sure, I'm sure he and Tucker Carlson are, are tight. Um, no, so, there's no. Been, been absolutely none. And at this point, I don't intend there to be. Oh. It's the case there. Yeah. I mean, I, I don't I don't know who sent in the question, but I feel like you need to go back and listen to episode 18 again. <laughs> yeah. I guess they could be asking, like, has he tried to contact you? Which the answer to that is also no. Uh, no. Uh, but we're not gonna you No, know, with the number with the number of calls I get from Texas, 
because I still have I still have a Texas number, so I get calls from Texas all the time. And generally, it's somebody who's like blah 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 there, and you're like, what, what? And there's always somebody asking in some <coughs> some uh, dialect I cannot make out if somebody's there, and I'm like, no, this person's not there. So I kind of quit answering. So Texas you just don't numbers. answer anything from Texas? What, did you take his number out of your phone? Wouldn't it say his number? They I, they might have gotten a new number at their oh. property, and I wouldn't know at oh, this that's point. Right. So. Oh, I don't care. Yeah. Um, I don't care. <laughs> next question. Okay. Um. Oh, okay. So this next question, I'm going to read this because this is the way that it was written, but I'm going to tell you right now the language in this question <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. is not. Okay, so I'm going to explain that. So this says, do you ever share? And if so, how do you find someone to share? Holy Jesus Christ. Okay, let me, let's dive into this. So the answer to your question is we never share or find someone to share because people are not objects and you don't pass them around from one partner to another that what we practice is ethical non-monogamy and that is unethical non-monogamy do we share partners yes how does that happen that person decides they'd like to fuck both of us yeah (laughs) so that's how that happens do you have anything else to say on that Ben? (laughs) no i think you pretty much nailed it all right um but Yes, we do. We do share partners uh, when everybody is down for it. Um, and of course, I like to watch. So there's that. There's that. Uh, next question. Oh, so this is a good question. And I actually, um, I, I when I saw this one, I took some time to think about it. Mm-hmm. Is non-monogamy a lifestyle choice or a sexual orientation? I think it's the former. Nope. I think it's the latter. Do you? Yeah, I do. And I think if you think about it a little bit more, you will think that it is the latter as well. Because both of us, when we first started doing this, we had, we opened up to each other that like, even though all of our previous relationships had been monogamous, we thought about non-monogamy all the time. Mm-hmm. And I think it's just the way we're, it's like, I'm bisexual and I'm non-monogamous, I don't really have a choice in it. It's just the way that I am. And so I think it's the latter. No, I, I don't. I, I have to disagree because sexual orientation, let, let's go, let's review. What are the... What no, no, no. I don't think the word, I don't think the word sexual necessarily. I don't think, I don't, I wouldn't put it under the category of sexual orientation. That was the way that the person who sent this wrote it. Uh, what I would say is that it's an orientation i don't think it's a lifestyle it's not a it's not a choice it's not like i'm monogamous but i'm going to fuck other people no i just i am non-monogamous if it's something that i am in my core then it's it's an orientation it's not a lifestyle it's not a choice that i'm making a lifestyle Mm. would be like uh, you know i'm a boater that's a choice no. I'm making. That's a lifestyle. I disagree. I disagree. Well, one, I think, you, you know, you read the question as if I only had two two options. Well, I read the question as it was written. Yeah. You, you are, you answer any fucking way you want to answer. I don't think, I don't particularly think it's an orientation. Okay. Because, it, you know, traditionally orientation has been focused more about the, um, about who you're attracted to for the most part. 
Right. That would be sexual orientation. What I'm saying is remove the word sexual okay, well, and just say... I'm going off how it was written. I know. But I, <laughs> yes, but my answer is it's none of the things as written, but it is an orientation. It just doesn't necessarily fall under sexual orientation. Maybe there's a word for it that I don't know, but it's something, whatever the choice is, or it's not one that I'm making consciously and saying, I'm going to do this. It's just who I am. I guess it all comes down to, again, non-monogamy. Is non-monogamy the desire to do something, or is the non-monogamy the act of doing something? I think to just say I am a not non-monogamous person, that's it. Like, I don't, you know, I'm not monogamous. Okay. So that, to me, to me, it, it comes down to the act in that case. Now, I know we, we, we would disagree on this till the cows come home. I don't, I don't think it's a, I don't think it's a, I don't, wouldn't look at it as a lifestyle choice. I think being non-monogamous is a choice, period. Well, no, I don't, I I don't think so. I think it's just, I think it's the way that we are. It's a choice. The choices that we make are part of non-monogamy. We make the choice to act in an ethical way. We make the choice to have this many partners. We make the choice that we are married, but we also, those are all the choices surrounding it. But the fact that you're non-monogamous isn't a choice because if it was, then that means you could just choose to be monogamous. Why don't you just choose that? Right. You tried that and you weren't happy because you're not monogamous. It it comes down to whether or not it's something, if if monogamy is, is a quality of a person or whether it is a description of their actions Quality. It is a quality of the person. It is an orientation. Then if you want to put it, then if you you put it that way, then yes, I agree. It is simply a quality of the person. Worked through that. Oh my God, look, there are the cows. They came home. (laughs) (laughs) All right. This next question is a bit of a mess. Um, Here we go. You make it seem like you go on dates together. Sometimes, yes. Is it okay to veer off and do your own thing unbeknownst and vice versa? Do you have the trust level that you don't have to worry about possible STDs with your mates? Wow. Okay. Yeah, there's a lot to unpack there. That's a lot. That's a lot. Go ahead. You start. You seem like you go on dates together. Yes, Yes. sometimes we do. (laughs) Is it okay to veer off and do your own thing unbeknownst? And I and they say and vice versa, which I think means beknownst and unbeknownst. I think they mean, I think they mean like, do we each have the right to go off and do our un, own thing unbeknownst? No, no, no. We don't. We that's not even safe. Like I wouldn't go anywhere without even knowing where I was going. Yeah. Um. But no, we always communicate. We have a a joint. A Google calendar and we've got rules about how many dates we can schedule each week because sometimes we schedule couple dates yep. but then we have anything else on the calendar we always know yeah. what each other is doing yeah yeah you, let's see do you have the trust level do you have sufficient trust that you don't have to worry about possible stds okay well you always have to worry about possible stds you always but we use protection and yes, yes we trust each other enough to use protection when we are away from each other yeah. for sure i mean stis are always you know that's that's part of the that's, yeah. that's part of the environment you have to but everybody gets everyone in the community gets regularly tested every few months well, let's not let's okay not everybody say that everybody. we fuck everybody that we <laughs> associate with we are part of a, a community that Likes to get tested. Yeah. Um, and 
plays safe. Of yes. course, I shouldn't say I, everybody. Uh, my most recent one was less than a week ago. So and there you go. And I have an appointment uh, in a month when I can drive again um, after my seizure. And so I will have my screening so, at that point. So, so do you have the trust level that you don't have to worry about possible STDs with your mate? No, because the question in and of itself is. <laughs> we uh, have the trust level that we will play as safe as possible. Yeah. But obviously, as uh, STIs are always. Um, an issue yep. or a risk, I should say. A risk. Okay. Whew. Podcast has ended up longer than I thought it was going to be. We've got two more questions, although <laughs> one of them's kind of short. So this next one, it's another, it's another big one. How do you balance time for multiple partners to make sure that everyone is getting what they need? <laughs> Does it ever get crowded? How do you get alone time? So we don't, all live in the same house. <laughs> so, what does that mean? Does um, it get crowded? Like we're we're in like a like a well, ethical non monogamy colony. <laughs> I, I think I think there's probably you know talking. There's probably an idea that there's that this the non monogamy is a way more like packed schedule than it really is for us. Right, like it's, what are you talking about? Our schedule is totally packed. Give me a break! Like it's not like we're going every night. We're going out and meeting no, with all these it's people. Not, like, I, okay, let me let me let me quantify that. It's packed for me, but we have weekend plans. One to three things always on the weekends, and we, our weekends get so full that we do first dates on Sundays and Wednesdays. Now you can't even get weekend time with us on first dates. Because well, that's how stupid busy we are. Well, no, I think <laughs> so it's... So don't be ridiculous. That's, that's more than just busy. That's just a good first rule. Like, don't yeah, don't make yeah. your first date dinner. Don't make your first date on the weekend. Just go out midweek, have drinks. That way, if you go, if on, you, a, if you go on a date with a potato, you don't lose <laughs> one of your weekends. One of your weekend days. Like, that's... Right. Um, okay, how do you so, make sure that everyone... Like I said, you and I have a Google calendar. The people that we're with, it's up to them to manage their own fucking time. I yeah. don't know what to tell you. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I have dates set. Like the couple that I'm seeing, we pick dates like at once a month. Mm-hmm. And I've got some time out until March and just kind of, yep. you know, make sure that I keep them on my calendar. Um, and we've got our poly meetup yeah. group and that's on the calendar. Yeah, it's busy. It's yeah. It's busy. Like I said before, I don't know how people with kids fucking manage this, but there are so many couples out there with kids who are are dating. So does it, does it get crowded? No. Well, I mean, it, it, the, the the schedule can get crowded from time to time. Um, how do you get alone time? Say no. (laughs) Yeah. Just be like, just, just, just say, I'm, I'm going to spend this, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm good. Just gonna play some video games. Chill out. Last question. I'm sure this one's for you. So <laughs> it just says, Hi, can I date you? <laughs> that one and the sandwiches one are probably my two favorites. <laughs> um maybe. I don't know. Send me some current pics <laughs> and maybe some poetry and uh I'll consider it. It could be to you. It could be both of us. I'm really sure it's not to me. No, I think it's for both of us. I'm morose. I think. (laughs) Oh my God. I can't even. Um, All right. What are your final thoughts, Ben, (laughs) on marriage and doing this? You weren't sure about it at first. What about marriage? (laughs) About the podcast. Uh. Mowage. 
Um, yeah, you're right. I wasn't, um, I'm typically somebody that that's a little more private. Yeah. Um, and I always, I, you know, I always had this idea that people that really, really put themselves out there are just like attention whores. (laughs) (laughs) Um, and some of them are like, don't get me wrong. I, I still think that's true about a lot of people. Of course. But I, I had a talk with you about the podcast and I'm a podcast and kind of gal. I yeah. listen to them and you don't. And I yeah. tried to explain to you, like, it's not like that. There's a community of people that, and you can just reach out and you put something out there yeah. and, and it can make a difference. Um, and then you sort of bought into that. Um, do you, was I wrong? Do you regret it? No, I don't regret it at all. I think it was, it took me a little while to sort of get into it. Mm -hmm. I I went in, I don't know. I I think I, going back to the first few episodes, I listened to it and I'm kind of like, oh, I almost, I almost feel myself like, like I'm, like I'm riding in a character, Mm. you know? Interesting. And then as, as it went on, I just sort of got, I got, you know, more comfortable with it. And Mm -hmm. I just, I did notice that we're, we were both a little stiffer in the early episodes. Um, Yeah. Yeah, we kind of lived into this. Um, yeah, what else? I don't know. What 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 do you think? I'm like I I don't know. I think I probably blabbed it all in the beginning by accident, but I'm happy that we captured this moment in time and and talked about these things and and I can go back and listen to it when we are old and decrepit and can't do anything but sit sit around and listen to podcasts. And older and more decrepit. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um. Yeah, I I really enjoyed it. Um, I know I've had mixed emotions about like ending the podcast, but we talked about it once we started and we kind of mapped it all out. Although that changed once we got the letter. <laughs> it's true. Um, and yeah, it it makes sense. I do feel like I'm pretty convinced we're going to pop back in. I, I now have it in my head. It's going to be after we go to the um, nudist resort. Uh, but yeah, I, I think... Overall, I'm just really happy that we did it. It's been really fun. And um, yeah, I guess that's it. I love you. I love you too. (laughs) Listen up, guys. Like I said, don't unsubscribe to this podcast. We're going to pop in here and there. And we may, you know, post some previews of other Space Bear stuff where you can find us. Speaking of, season two of Zero Shame Stories will come out this year. I promise. I'm not entirely sure when it's going to start airing, but I am going to start booking interviews shortly. The ones that I have open spots for, I do have some already ready to go. Uh, And if you haven't listened to the first season of Zero Shame Stories, you can find us on whatever podcast app you're listening to right now. Uh, And it's basically me interviewing friends and family um, about their really unique and interesting lives. And obviously, if you are a lost fan, oh my God, I just, did you hear that banging? <laughs> yeah, I did. I was fidgeting. Sorry. Um, so I'll, I'll get the hang of Mike at a hit someday. <clears throat> um, if you like the television show Lost, you really should be joining us on Lost in My 40s. Um, we've got four hosts. One's never seen the show. We're going episode by episode. Uh, episode 19 comes out, season one, 19 comes out this week. You can power through and catch up with us. Even if you weren't a fan of the show or you've never seen it, watch the show and then listen to the podcast. Uh, we have a hell of a time over there. Or just or just listen to the podcast. You yeah. don't even have to watch no, the show. No, you don't have like... to watch it. We just got a new fan that just messaged us. They They just finished the show and now they're listening to the podcast without watching the show. 
And, uh, you know, we go through it every episode by episode. You don't, you don't have to watch the show. You can just enjoy our uh, hilarity. And there's a lot of it. Speaking of enjoying, thank you for sticking with us all the way through these 20 episodes um, of Marriage. We're glad that you did. It's been an interesting ride for us, quite the um, pandemic hobby, if uh, there ever was one. And um, I guess that's it. Should we just, should we say goodbye until next time? Until the cows come home? The cows came home. No, oh, it's until we until come. Until the cows leave for college? <laughs> until we come home from the nudist camp. Ah, uh, yes. <laughs> All right, guys. Bye. Bye, y'all. Mowage is a Space Bear Media production. Executive produced by me, Lacey J. Sound engineering and original music by the sexiest husband around, Benjamin Trimp. You can reach us at spacebear underscore media on Instagram and Twitter. And you can find more of me at Zero Shame 40s on Facebook and TikTok. 